Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast and our post-debate instant reaction with Bill Crystal. And Bill, the first question is always, who won and who lost, who's up and who's down after tonight's debate? I thought they all did pretty well, honestly. Obviously, I agree with some of them more than the others, but I've got to say, I thought if you liked one of them going in, you probably still liked them. And and if you were a waiver, and this is the key question, I suppose, if you were undecided, if you were a you know, for Trump, you weren't sure, a leaner, I think you might have decided, hey, those were pretty good candidates, and I found something to like, and you might say to yourself, in Rubio or Cruz or Bush, for that matter. I, I, I think they did pretty well, and I think, and maybe this is a minority view, that Trump will end up having hurt himself by not being there. Well, that was the second question. Is I, was Trump the winner of the night? You know, that's the snark answer. The winner is the person who didn't show up for this waste of time. Uh, but I don't know. I, I thought Trump missed an opportunity. He, his absence was noticeable because these are substantive questions, and you're thinking to yourself, gee, I, I wonder what Trump's answer would be. And, of course, he wasn't there. He was off at his uh, shindig, rodeo, whatever that other thing he was doing. Yeah, I guess you and I had sort of similar reactions. I was looking at stuff on Twitter, and yeah, the snarky kind of mainstream media answer was, oh, the elephant in the room that wasn't there. Donald Trump won that debate tonight. Sure was boring about Trump. I don't know. If you're an actual Iowa Republican voter, and I mean, God knows this is always hard to determine when you're sitting here in Washington watching it or whatever, but when you're, I think if you're a primary voter who was a little bit undecided and open to being persuaded, you might have seen stuff there that you liked on stage. I don't think you were really put off by almost anyone. And, yeah, so I, I think just uh, my, my simple-minded original view was that if, if you got two hours to make your case four days before a primary in a debate in, in that state in Des Moines with a, probably half the Republican uh, primary election watching it, it's foolish. No matter how much of a star you are like Donald Trump, no matter how convinced you are that you can win by pulling the stunt of having your you know separate show, I think Trump took a risk. And, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I think – these other guys helped themselves, and Trump will end up not having helped himself. And there was a, a tone of seriousness that, once again, doesn't uh, lend itself to uh, late-night television comedy, of which I'm a fan, or snark, of which I'm a regular practitioner. You, it, it was a room full of people who seemed to be very, very serious about you know, the job of the presidency. Well, except for Ben Carson, who really, if he, if a friend of his had been nearby, they should have gone up on stage and let him out, you know, of the <laughs> audience. I mean, he was, he was embarrassingly ill-prepared for this uh, to the point of not even realizing he had been asked a question. But uh, I, I wonder if that, you know, I, I, people... <laughs> It's hard to know, you know, Iowans say we take this process very seriously, but then again, everybody says that, and then they go in and vote however they're going to vote. But that, I, I agree with you. I think there is a potential here to have turned the corner on the showbiz portion of the program, and now we're at the testing portion, and people seem to be knuckling down a bit. I, I agree with that. I mean, you and I, on the other hand, have probably been thinking this should happen for quite a while. Not probably. I certainly have been, and you've been too. So, you know, maybe we're sort of uh, the wishes father to the thought here, and maybe people will watch it and say, all the Trump supporters will just say, hey, boy, then none of those guys can stand up to Donald. And maybe a few undecided voters say, gee, I wish Donald were there. would have been more exciting. But I, I kind of agree. I thought, you know, actually, I really don't. I mean, with the, yeah, Carson was a little, I don't know. He was just being Carson and not really seriously engaging in some way in the real debate. But there was stuff to like and actually be impressed by, I'd say, in all the other candidates. There were some things I found annoying and all of them, too. You know, none of them is perfect. And, of course, one doesn't agree with everyone on everything. But And, I, and these changes on immigration, for example, between uh, Rubio and Cruz were pretty substantive and pretty interesting, actually, and Bush and Rubio as well. 
Um, I do think Bush probably did better than he's done in any other debate. And I don't know that it won't matter in Iowa. Maybe it gives him a little chance in Iowa, in New Hampshire. I think Rubio did well. I guess if I had to pick between Rubio and Cruz, I think Rubio probably, in general, just seemed more relaxed. Cruz had a little bit of a, a bad start, sort of being a little angry at the questions, which is always a losing thing, I think. But he came on stronger at the end and probably won the immigration debate with Rubio. So I could, I could argue that one either way, Rubio and Cruz. I, I guess... If it seems if you think those two, as the polls suggest, were ahead, you know, with leaving aside Trump of the other candidates, I don't think much happened to change that dynamic in this debate. So you don't think anybody lost anything? Like, you know, no no blows were landed that will linger. And I, I want to get back to Rubio. I I happen to be one of those people who thinks that every time the word amnesty is said on a stage with Marco Rubio, he loses. Just because of his problematic background, he did support the Gang of Eight approach, and that's a problem for Republican primary voters. And I just wonder if the overall, the the most heated moment, I think, of the debate, I think we'd agree, was surrounded the issue of, of amnesty and immigration. And I, I just don't see how that's a winner for Marco Rubio overall. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And I had the same general sense, and I guess... There was first the, 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 the Bush-Rubio immigration debate and then the Cruz-Rubio immigration right. debate. So there was probably more minutes than Rubio wanted to spend in the middle of an immigration debate. And I thought he looked personally, you know, adept and, and, and comfortable, pretty confident, did his best with the hand he had. At the end of the day, as you say, I mean, just a, Cruz is right when he says, look at the fact, Marco, you supported the bill, you were a sponsor of the bill, and I opposed it. And you can argue about the amendments Cruz offered, and that was an awfully long bunch of oppo research clips right. they played about cruz wasn't it i mean you know but cruz's answer on that is perfectly sensible this is these were a bunch of amendments obviously not even you know not, and he was being disingenuous of course and pretending that he, any of these amendments would have made him vote for the bill probably but on the other hand it was a, it's a perfectly traditional legislative strategy to offer these kinds of voice and bill amendments and i think we has quite a lot i mean cruz has a fair amount of credibility when he says look i'm just more hawkish on immigration than rubio uh, you wonder if those videos, maybe uh, someone had tipped Donald Trump onto the idea that they were going to actually play his own words back to him and have him be forced to deal with them. But then again, at this point, the only person who doesn't know that Donald Trump, Trump has repeatedly co- contradicted himself is the lead character from that movie Memento, who had that disease. Well, you know, that's, but that's a, I think that's an interesting question, Michael. Was, you know, there is this ad up with a pretty decent buy behind it uh, by this anti-Trump super PAC. I think it's called Our Principles, uh, which is pretty good at it. It's mostly almost all Trump's own words and showing that he was you know, pro-Clinton and pro-abortion and, and pro-amnesty and other stuff. And, you know, we all think that. Well, everyone knows that by now. But there really hasn't been much paid media attacking Trump. There's been a heck of a lot attacking Rubio, some attacking the other candidates. Uh, the, the attacks on Trump have all been from people like us in magazines or on podcasts or on talk radio. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty lonely and calling Trump <laughs> out, calling Trump out on talk radio, I would yes. say. So um, I, I wonder if that ad is also making some difference. I, you know, I've been wrong so many times on Trump. One just hesitates to even say it. But I, I kind of have the feeling that um, he's not closing strong in Iowa just from looking at it from a distance. Um, I think Rubio is closing pretty strong, and I think Cruz has solid support there. I think those three could be more closely bunched near the top in Iowa than than one would have thought a few days ago. And uh, which opens the door to the expectation game. But I want to get to Monday. I want to get to tonight. Trump did, in fact, have an event, 
And uh, Google's already released the fact that far more people were looking for the Republican debate online than were looking for the Trump event online. That doesn't necessarily prove anything because a lot of Trump supporters are older and, you know, they're not, uh, you know, maybe as likely to use the Internet. Also, uh, I will see some ratings numbers out, I'm sure. But based on everything I've seen so far, it, it seems pretty clear that Trump had a far smaller viewership engagement with his event than the Republican debate. In other words, Trump lost. He had his own event and he lost. He did not get more viewers. He did not bring more people with him. And I think this may be an opportunity for the rest of the field to put the evil L word on Donald Trump. He had his own stunt. It didn't work. Everybody was back where the action was, the real debate for the real hard decision of picking a president. You know, I think that could be. I'm very curious to see how many Iowans were watching the Republican debate, the debate as opposed to the Trump event. I, all, so much of the coverage has been national media coverage. Right from the beginning, I was on CNN the night when, as it happened, and when Trump pulled out of the debate. It was all about Trump versus Roger Ailes and media analysis, and Trump has, has pulled off these stunts so many times in the past, and he must have pulled, pulled it off well this time. And look, we're talking about Trump, and that proves that Trump's winning. And then the next day, people were still talking about Trump. That's not how it works, and that is a kind of very solipsistic media way of looking at things. There are actual voters in Iowa, and I theorize, I could be wrong, that they would be, some of them might be a little annoyed that Trump isn't providing a chance for them to compare him to the other candidates in a substantive two hour debate, uh, you know, three or four days before this caucus. Maybe, uh, and again, maybe. Trump's supporters don't care. Maybe the Iowa Republicans themselves feel they've seen enough of these guys. And and uh, but I, that's why I think it's, I think having an Iowa focus is a more intelligent way to analyze this than kind of a national media focus. And I, I really find and the media incidentally has become ridiculous on Trump. They're also I mean, having been wrong, a lot of us were in saying that he the bubble would burst. They're now excessively intimidated by him and are just like you know, worshiping him because he's pulled off these stunts in the past and now you're not allowed to you know it's happened to me on tv you start questioning him and it's like who are you to question donald <laughs> trump he's done great you know and well sorry you know he's supposed to give your opinion and and he's done great but he still has what 30 or 32 percent or something in iowa it's not like he's got 65 percent of the republican support again there is resistance to trump so i think the trump stock is kind of overhyped at this point and ready maybe maybe really is finally kind of peaking uh, but look, I could, God knows I've thought this before, and he said things before that I thought would damage him, and they didn't. But it will be interesting to see, as you say, the numbers on how many people watched the Trump event, both nationally but especially in Iowa, compared and to the debate. In hearing from so many uh, Trump supporters directly, as I get to do, because I you know, do talk radio in Georgia, where he has a large following, they honestly expected him to have more people. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. But I, I generally have the sense that um, Trump's been, look, Trump's right about psychologically about you know people like a winner I guess and and you go from strength to strength and all that and if it could become we could be looking back at this a week from now and saying maybe this was the the night the bubble began to not not burst but to sort of deflate a little bit mm -hmm. in the sense that Trump just never makes a tactical mistake and everything he every trick he pulls works now that could be I think we might people might start thinking and realizing that that's not necessarily. Uh, always the case. On the other hand, you know, I'm I'm not a friend of Trump's, and so maybe I watched that debate with a kind of too kind an eye, and maybe other people who were saying it was kind of boring without Trump, and you look at the others and you ask yourself, where's Trump? Maybe maybe they're right. I don't know. Well, but one uh, thing you have to, I think, is safe to say is that the 
Fox people once again asked hard questions directly yeah. related to how are you going to be able to win the general election? Because the, the criticism from Trump supporters is, oh, these questions are so much harder than the ones that, that Hillary and Bernie get. Well, of course they are. That's the, that's that's the field. That's it. You're, the Democrats have home field advantage. The refs are completely corrupt. And this is the way it's going to be. And the questions were uh, tough and generally on point. There are a couple of oddball ones. You know, statehood for Puerto Rico. I was like, what? where did that come from? But uh, 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 the Trump people will say he was smart. He stayed away from those unfair, mean questions where, you know, you have to answer questions you don't want to answer. Yeah, and maybe, you know, hard to get, hard to know. As I say, maybe I was watching it with two charitable and I I kind of wanted them to do well in the absence of Trump. But I thought watching that, especially with the two front runners, Cruz and Rubio, I thought watching that, they're okay. They could be better. There's mm-hmm. advice I would give each of them to change their tone a little bit and to answer some questions a little bit differently. They could still improve. I hope they do still improve. But I would not, you know, be wildly nervous at the idea of either of them or of a ticket of Cruz Rubio or Rubio Cruz going up against Hillary Clinton and whoever or Bernie Sanders and whoever. They struck me as being, you know, reasonably strong candidates as these things go. Uh, not 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 worse and maybe better incidentally than the last couple of Republican candidates. Um, not worse and maybe better than George W. Bush in 2000, for that matter. So, I I, I that but again, I maybe I'm a little biased and maybe I wanted to think that the field without Trump is a pretty good field. But I I must say, watching the debate and uh, it's a little you know at times it wasn't thrilling, but mostly I had the sense that gee, this is kind of a sane, normal debate. These are pretty interesting and impressive people. Uh, they mostly agree. They have some disagreements. Uh, I mostly agree with them, so of course I kind of like them. But <laughs> you know, but but I, I felt like, gee, it's kind of a relief to have like a normal debate up there with normal candidates and not have it all distorted by the presence of Donald Trump. Well, every time they say amnesty on stage, uh, not only does Rubio get hurt, but a Trump supporter gets a new hat. Thanks, Michael. It's time. Talk you, to you soon. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.